Welcome to Food Fight, the food podcast where we debate food topics despite having no real culinary knowledge, yet we still defend our uneducated opinions to the death. I am your host, Kirk Pinjohn. I am your other host, Lindsay Gentile. And each week, we take one single food theme and dissect it, discuss it, and debate it within an inch of its life. We offer no answers nor solutions to these food dilemmas, only more chaos. I'm going to start the show off with a fun food fact. Ooh, great. I literally just learned this morning. Remember the R&B singer Kellis with the song Milkshake? Yes. The milkshake. Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yeah. Yeah. She is now a farmer. Okay. She farms arugula. Wow. Is her name Kellis? Kellis. Kellis? I thought K-E-L-S. it was Kellis. Could be Kellis. I thought it was Kellis. K-E-L-I-S. Could be Kellis. Uh, she's the milkshake lady. And she is an arugula human now? She's an arugula human now. She, wow. She, uh, during the pandemic, was like, fuck it. I'm selling my mansion in Glendale, wow. and I'm buying a farm. And it's a fully sustainable farm and primarily focusing on arugula. That's amazing. It's also amazing that she had a mansion in Glendale. Yeah. Well, that song, I mean, if she, I don't know if she wrote it, but if she wrote it, she got paid because that song's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, in that's commercials true. commercials and everything. Yeah. So, so wow. good on her. Do you know the name of the company? No, I think it's just her own little thing. Oh, wait, she's part of some sort of like co-op thing. I can't remember the name of it. But it like kind of has been in the news the last two or three days on different uh, news sites. Basically cool. going, hey, remember Kellis? Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Well, now her wow. arugula does. All right. That sounds great. I'm down. I'm down I'm for down some for arugula. It's healthier. I mean, yeah. Um, but I just found that fascinating that of all the people in the world, good on her for, and arugula is lovely. I love arugula. I think our listeners should email us and let us know if it's Kellis or Kellis. Yes. Should we put that as a poll? Because that's what's up next. We're going to skip some listener <laughs> email. And we have double poll action. Woo! That's a, that sounded bad. I mean, we have two polls today. Um, okay. We did the leftover poll. Last yes. week was our leftover uh, episode. And I just went, uh, pizza, better cold or better reheated? said cold, 55% reheat. Wow. I I thought reheat would win. I thought reheat would be a little, uh, would win a little harder. I thought it would come a little harder than what it did. Oh, I thought people love cold pizza the next day. Oh, so you thought cold was going to win. Because I only think it's good if you put it in the sto- in the oven. I'm s- that's interesting. Okay, yes. right, I support it. Like I like hot pizza. I mean, I support it. You said <laughs> something that's really interesting. Have you ever like taken your pizza and grilled it, leftover pizza and grilled it in a pan? 
No, but I bet that's good. I, I mean, it's like, really good. yeah, especially if you make like a grilled cheese out of it and you put two pieces that's on top I'm of each other and talking you flip about. it. <gasps> is oh, that something we need to do together? And that is see something how that we need is? to do together. We have to get some leftover pizza and then make a grilled cheese pizza. Ah, oh, that sounds so good. I'm calling it right now. We invented this. I don't care if other people said, no, I've heard that before. We invented this. It's called the pizza flip. <laughs> God damn it. We're going to be so rich. Oh my God. That's Million such dollar a great idea, idea right there. Million dollar idea. Spitting hot fire. But yes, reheated pizza one. Um, I did the ketchup barbecue sauce poll that you talked me into doing. <laughs> and? <laughs> <laughs> Where, okay. Did you keep tabs on it? No. I... I don't know how to keep tabs on something, but I went in and looked and voted to yeah. see like what it was. And it was like 75% ketchup, 25% barbecue. And I looked at it. It was something ah, obscene. You're wrong. That's not how it ended. How did it end? It ended up 60, 76, 24. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. worse than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. 24% people took barbecue sauce, 76% ketchup. You I've know, never seen anyone put barbecue sauce on a hot dog. Shame before. on all of you. You are all asleep. You all need to wake up. Big ketchup is conning you. Don't let him talk to you guys that way. I'm just saying, we're doing a hot dog episode in a couple weeks, and there's going to be barbecue sauce on my dog. Is there, have you ever had a Chicago hot dog in LA? Like, is there such a thing? Yes, you can find them at hot dog places, uh, which we will get into on the hot dog episode. Yeah, you can find them. They're, they're fine. Every, I love Chicago hot dogs. They're good, but then I don't like the onions on them. But the, the mm. Giardelli, uh, Mm. Gardenelli, Gardenelli, I think is what it's mm. called. That relish, that spicy hot relish is good. Of course, every Chicago person who eats a Chicago dog outside of Chicago goes, no, this sucks. It's not, it's not, it's not legit. Yeah. But well, we can try it. We're definitely going to try it. But yeah, ketchup one. Woo! I mean, I wasn't concerned. I wasn't concerned for one second that I wasn't going to win, not only win, but by a landslide. I am trying to frame this in a way that looks makes me look better, but I cannot. No, I knew. I knew it. It was in my heart and soul. I'm almost, I was almost going to go, hey, if you recall, I said ketchup would win. I just prefer barbecue sauce. But there's literal tail of the tape proof of me going, barbecue's going to win. You're going to look stupid. Yeah. It's, it's okay. There's something wrong with you and that's okay. <laughs> Oh, my God. Right off the bat. Well, you can look for our food polls every Tuesday morning on a yummy Instagram page. Or you can email us at foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com. Or you could hit Lindsay up at... Lindsay Gentile on Instagram because I don't look at anything else. Exactly. You're just constantly looking at yourself. No, I just mean I don't go on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's too no, many that, things. It's too many too, things to get overwhelmed. Too, many too much stuff, which is a good segue into our main discussion, which is buffets, because that's just too much stuff all across the board. Yeah. So yeah. back in March, uh, one of our listeners 
Lauren M emailed us and suggested, hey, you guys should do a buffet episode. And Lauren, that is happening. So for those buffet lovers, thank Lauren. If you hate buffets, no, that's on Lauren. That's not on us. We're just giving the people what they wanted. And yeah, Lauren, wa- Lauren we wanted asked. a buffet. Yep, yep. I'm going to give my hot take, what a shock, right now. I don't necessarily hate buffets, but 93.2% of buffets are sad. Mm. They make me sad. Mm. Do you feel mm-hmm. that there's a buffet of sadness? Yes. There's definitely a category of buffets that are a buffet of sadness. Yes. I know there's high-end ones, and we'll get into that, and I know that there's a lot of ones in Vegas, which are a big deal. But to me, in general, buffets are sad. It's a lose-lose proposition because they're usually not that great, and you're going to feel bad after eating a lot. But if you don't eat a lot, then you're a chump because you just got robbed. Mm. So there's no real winning there, yeah. is my feeling. Um, I think the rule to a buffet is to do a lap around the room first. Yeah. And if you see a sad buffet, then you are like, I'm going to order something else. And then you don't lose because... You made the right decision, but you never go in blind on a buffet. Mm, good point. What if you're going to a, a place that's just a buffet place, though? If that's your only option, that's if if you went to just a buffet place and it's bad, that's on you. <laughs> but how would you know if it's bad? Or is it because by its nature, buffets are bad? Is that what you're saying? No, I would look it up. I I would not go blindly into a buffet situation. If If the buffet was the only option, I would need either really good reviews from friends being like, it's really good, or I'd have to go online and check it out. But I would never just walk into a buffet blindly unless I knew it was going to be okay, or if I knew I'd have other options. That is very, excuse me, bless you. Very interesting coming from you because I feel you're kind of an off-the-cuff person. So am I right or wrong to say that a buffet is one of those instances where you're not going to be like, yeah, sure, let's go. What do I care? You're going to be like, hang on a minute. Let me check it out first. Yeah, I think buffets are the most easiest, like – um they're hit or miss more than any other kind of food or way to eat. Yeah. I feel like it could be really good or really bad. So I would definitely want to be like, oh, I heard that buffet's great. I wouldn't just, I would never just blindly choose a buffet. Okay. Again, I find that very interesting. Whereas if someone offered you like, hey, let's go to this restaurant, you'd be like, okay, sure. Whereas if it yeah, was a buffet, gonna- you'd be like, meh. Yeah, at a restaurant, I'm going to find something that I want and figure out something that's going to be okay. But if it's a sad buffet, I mean, where do you go from there? Do you just you just dive deep in the sadness, which is, is the problem? Yeah. Because what that's exactly what happens is this is you go there and you're like, oh, this buffet looks sad. I got roped into this. Well, I'm here. What am I going to not eat? Well, I'm okay. I'm going to go eat. And then it gets even further into the sadness because you're like, well, shit, I paid for it. I'm just going to keep eating to get my money's worth. And so it's just sadness on top of sadness on top of sadness. Mm. And I think that's the that's the um, that's the risk you take. 
That's the risk you take, but that's why I don't take risks when it comes to buffets. That's really, really interesting coming from you. I really am, I, in a good way. I'm, I'm very yeah. impressed. Very impressed. See, and that's the thing too. If someone, I don't go to buffets. Uh, even though buffets are, I want, I don't even know. I was about to say, are buffets even going to be a thing? I know we're opening up and restaurants are a thing, but are buffets going to be happening? I think it'll be happening. I think that they might be like structured a little different or packaged yeah. a little different, but I think it'll happen. Um, when we went to the Bahamas, there was a buffet and it was like, <laughs> should I be doing this? It was like the only option, but mm-hmm. I felt like they just put up a glass. They served it for you. So like oh, you okay. asked what you needed instead of you just like, it was like a free for all, but it was the same amount of things it was just somebody served it to us. Did that make it less fun? Cause part of the buffet is getting in there and serving. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe I only want like, the tiniest bit of mac and cheese just because it's there and it's yes. fun and it's like naughty. And then maybe I want a lot of like delicious vegetables and I can't, I'm not going to sit there and be like a little bit of this, a lot of this. It's just, you kind of get, yeah, exactly. you don't have as much choice. Exactly. And that's probably what people are going to have to adapt to. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into some history. I did a little digging and uh, very little digging, but digging nonetheless into some history of the buffet, uh, where do you think, what country do you think it first originated in? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's so popular, like the Chinese buffet, but that's probably such an American thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had it like breakfast a lot is really um, popular in like European countries. Mm-hmm. You're very, you're getting, you're, you're getting there. Yeah, I feel like maybe like it's a Europe thing and it's mm-hmm. like a, some sort of Paris. I don't know. France. I don't <laughs> know. You were, you were, you were at the precipice and then he just backed off. Sweden. Sweden. Interesting. And you, this will make sense to you. Sweden was where the first countries to, were one of the first countries to formalize the buffet concept. Mm. That's why it's called the Swedish called a smorgasbord. Right. That's why it was called the Swedish smorgasbord originated as a way to feed hungry out of towners who visited and pop in unexpectedly. And it started with just bread and butter because the term smorgasbord translates roughly to buttered breadboard. And then the smorgasbord, smorgasbord display grew to include several Courses like salted fish, eggs, boiled vegetables, and then cold cuts and warm entries, warm entrees and salads, and then ending with dessert, dessert and coffee. In 1939, the Swedes brought the smorgasbord to America at the 1939 World's Fair in New York. Hmm, nice. Yeah. So thank you, Sweden. Question mark. Uh, but the man credited with creating the first all-you-can-eat buffet didn't have the smorgasbord in mind. He was just trying to keep his gambling customers happy. Herb McDonald made his way south to Las Vegas, where he worked as a publicist at one of the first hotels on the Strip, the El Rancho Vegas. Mm. The story goes that late one night in the mid-1940s, he wandered back into the kitchen, brought out some cold cuts, cheese, and bread, and spread them out along the bar for hungry customers. The late-night selection was a hit, and McDonald eventually evolved the menu into a 24-hour all-you-can-eat buckaroo buffet... Cost one dollar. 
Wow. Oh, God, that would be great. But yeah, so Swedes uh, invented it, but uh, Vegas made it popular. Interesting. I didn't know Vegas made it popular. Which, I mean, which makes sense uh, when you think about it. Because when I think of Vegas, I think gambling. And then, of course, I think buffets. Yeah. There's some really killer buffets in Vegas. There are. There are. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But what I want to get into is the psychology of buffets. Mm. Which, to me, is the most interesting part of buffets. In fact, I think the psychology of how we approach buffets is even better than the actual food in a buffet. So this is from mash.com. And it's basically a site, just pop culture psychology about buffets. So they say, we've only got so much room in our stomachs and buffets count on filling the space quickly. They can do it too with low cost, high carb foods. Think back to the most of the buffets you go to. When you hit the Chinese buffet, what's first on the table? Probably white rice, fried rice, and noodles. That's not a coincidence. A massive scoop of one of those on your plates goes a long way to filling you up without costing the restaurant a whole lot. The same is true for things like fries and mashed potatoes. Some places even give you bigger spoons for food like this. Mm, Interesting. So there's a little bit of a con game going there. Yeah. Which I find fascinating, and it's true. Like if you're if you're hitting the thing, and you're like, "Oh my god, look at these fries! I'm just going to get a plate of fries." You're already done. Yeah, that I'm very strategic when I do buffet, which is very rarely. But um, yeah. even like a Vegas one that's like you know fifty, sixty dollars and has crab legs and all this yeah. stuff, it's like. I make a very small plate while mm-hmm. I'm perusing the whole situation. I go to my table, I eat my small plate, and then I'm like very picky and strategic with the rest of it. Yes. Because I, I'm smarter than the buffet. I know that they're going to try to <laughs> fill me up with the garbage. Do you know what I mean? Lindsay's not fucking around and she's not going to play your little reindeer games. She knows what you're doing. She's I also feel, it. I feel bad about waste. So it's like, yeah. let me try a few things. Cause even when it looks good, it might be disappointing. So let me f- try like a few things, yeah. see if I like it. And then I'll go back for more of those things. It's all buffet is all about strategy. Yeah. A hundred percent. And we're going to get into strategy in just a little bit. But before that, here's some more psychology. It goes on to say, Plate size is a huge factor on buffets too. Most buffets will offer small half-size plates, ramekins for soup instead of bowls, and tiny dishes for dessert. That limits how much you can pile on your plate and carry. And once you're back at your table, you might rethink whether or not you really need to go for that extra trip in the line, Mm. which also makes sense. I'm always down for the smaller one because it's just easier. And like you said, you're not wasting. It's a little more strategy. But I do think there's a psychology behind it where – if you're at your table and you're like, oh, am I going to go back? Oh, there's a big line. So there might be a little bit of psychology where people are – the the restaurant is thinking, you know, people aren't going to go back. They're just going to be like, okay, I'm done. Fuck it. I can see that. I don't really care about going back. I don't think that's that big of a deal. But I could see where people would care. But one of my biggest critiques of a buffet is, you know, I like a bowl and they like a plate. Ooh, that's interesting. You like a bowl. Why do you like the bowl? 
I just like to eat salad like or things that I'm putting on top of each other in a bowl. Yes. So like sometimes their bowls are really small little like salad bowls. Yeah. I'd like a bigger bowl option. Yes. Yes. I love a big bowl. I love a big bowl at home or even at a buffet would be great. But I bet you that strategy being mm-hmm. used where mm-hmm. they're like, well, no, we're not giving out big bowls because then they're, we're just giving out more food. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. That's mm-hmm. how they get you. A little more from MASH.com. Uh, more expensive food items will typically be surrounded by cheaper ones. And some places might even go so far as to keep the expensive items only partially full in order to encourage you to take less. Interesting. This That's- is a whole game. That seems like so much work and so I, I could see that this is true in like a well-oiled machine. Mm. But when I worked at the London and West Hollywood, we had like a breakfast, a really good breakfast buffet. And they were like, if something's running low, fill it up, you know, just yeah. keep it moving, keep it moving. I understand what this um, website is saying. But I feel like in a rush and all these things, like when you're working in a restaurant, I don't know if you have enough time to think about these things. Yeah. Well, I don't think you have a time to think about it. I think it's just, it's kind of ingrained and put into the system. So it is almost systematic. Once the buffet is set, you don't really need to think about it. It just kind of happens on its own. Mm. There's a little bit more. According to a study done by researchers from the Cornell Food and Brand Lab, around two-thirds of what ends up on your plate comes from the first few items you get to. For the experiment, two groups of diners were present with buffets set up in reverse order. When they kept track of who took what, they found that more than 75% of the diners in their experiment took the very first item no matter what it was. They also mm-hmm. found that no matter what was offered first, the overwhelming majority of diners took the first few items with only around a quarter to half of diners taking what was last in line. Now, this goes on to what you were saying about doing a walkthrough, which yeah, I agree you gotta with. you got to do a walkthrough. I would agree You cannot with. just start. Yeah. Especially the- one of those Vegas ones because you start putting mac and cheese on your plate and then you see there's crab legs down the line. You're like, I don't want to eat crab legs and mac and cheese. I'm going exactly. another, a whole other route with Exactly, this. exactly. That's why the walkthrough, it's, it's, you know what, Lindsay, you get it. You're the theater. It's like a play. You got to do a run through. A hundred percent. You got to do, do a dry run. run. You got to know the tone. You yep. got to know how the show's supposed to feel. Yeah. You can't mix Greek and Mexican food. It's like, I'm eating Mexican food or I'm eating Greek food. You got to yes. like make a choice. Yes. Decisions need to be made. You can't go all willy nilly into a buffet. No. That's probably the biggest thing. So let's get into some strategies for buffets. So my first question is eating while in line. I'm going to say that's a rookie move. Don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do that either. Seen it. Seen it done. Had friends who do it. And I'm like, don't do it. A, it's a bad look. Mm. B, you're not really enjoying that food that you're in line for. You're just cramming it in to get other food. So you're already getting yourself full, which is what the buffet people want. And you don't want them to win. You want to win the buffet, like you're saying. There's also something really fun about like 
making your plate, going to the table and eating it. I feel like if you're just eating while you're standing there, you're ruining the whole like chi of it all. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're ruining the chi of the buffet. Yeah. Oh God, that's a t-shirt. Yes. I but like you're, that. You're like you wrong. put in little piles, you yeah. make it look nice, you know? There is, there is, oh boy, we need your, we need your, your crystals. Do you have any crystals? If you saw how many crystals were in this house, you would literally die. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. See, Surrounded by crystals and need, shells. Oh my God. I and rocks. But as it's, hey, if it's making you feel good. This is not me. I'm at the boyfriend's house. Oh, Brad. Yeah. All right, Brad. Yeah. All right, man. It's intense. This is, but this, this goes to it though. You need, you need an energy flow to your buffet strategy. Definitely need a strategy. Definitely need a mood. Definitely need a theme. You have to, ooh, I like that. You need a theme. Like mm-hmm. you said, you can't just sit there and go, "Oh, uh, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to have my plate's going to be Greek, and then I'm going to have some Mexican, and then oh, look at this! Now I'm going to throw some pudding on there." Right. Yeah. You can go for Mexican and then see that Greek salad on the side or a kebab, and go, "I'm going to get to that later on my own on its own plate." Yes. You can't put uh, crab legs with a pudding. Can't do you it. You cannot. If there's one thing you learn from this podcast, no, it's that you cannot put crab. But legs some in. people do. That's because, and, but that's the psychology of it. They're like, I got to get it now. I got to get it now. I would almost say this too. Hey, slow your roll on the buffet. The food ain't going nowhere. I know you got to slow it down. You really have to take your time because then you'll get more out of it too. If you let yourself digest a little bit, that dessert. We'll be waiting for you when you're ready. But if yeah. you eat too fast, like you're not going to get to that dessert. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a rarity at a buffet where they're like, "Oh, we ran out." They might mm. not. They might have do the strategy of partial, you know, bins of it, but they're mm-hmm. always going to have it back there. So you're not going to lose out on anything. It's you know, again, it's like love. Just mm. Don't rush. Don't rush it. Don't Take rush it nice it. and slow. Take it nice and slow. One step at a time. Loving ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. How many trips do you take at a buffet? Um, I would say three. I would say okay. one little appetizer round. Mm-hmm. Go back for things that I liked a little bit more of or something that I may have missed that I want to try. Take a beat and then I go for some dessert. That's I. That's almost what I do, I think. I'm going to say three, but it's like, well, no, it's three. I was going to say two and a half, but who am I fucking kidding me? I'm, it's going to be a plate of dessert. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a gradual thing of like, okay, let me do a little bit here for my first mm-hmm. What did I, definitely, what did I miss second? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, let's, let's really finish it off strong with, with dessert. Um, I want to hit one more time about the importance of that dry run of just walking around, Mm. not even getting any food. You don't even need to grab a plate. 
Just no, do, you don't grab a plate it. yet. You just yeah. walk it. You don't have to grab your plate yet. You don't know if you want a plate or a bowl. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You have to see it. Yeah. If, if you build it, the bowl will come. <laughs> That's right. Well said. It's a stroll. You're taking a stroll through buffet lane to see what you like, to see what's there, making mental notes. Although I would love if someone literally had a notepad and pencil. And I've notes. never seen that, but there's a lot of conversations that go on during a buffet when you're doing your stroll. You run into another guy and, he, and you go, that looks good, right? And then they go, yeah, it does look good. I'm going to come back for that later. Yeah. Right? There's like a conversation to the buffet sometimes. That's a great point where it's, Again, relationship. It's building relationships with people you trust that you don't know. But you're building, you know what it is? It's a buffet community. It's a camaraderie. Yeah. It's it's coming together for the common good of eating a lot of fucking food. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you all are in the same boat. You all want to eat the best stuff and avoid the stuff that sucks. So there should be some sort of communication between everyone and a mm. sort of camaraderie of like, is that good? Yeah, I wouldn't get that again. I didn't like it. Oh, good to know. I'm going to stay away from that ZD. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are we changing the world? I think we are, or at least buffets are. I mean- our our attitude to buffets should permeate buffets and then spill over to the rest of the world, I think. Yeah. I feel agreed. like we're problem solving here and it's really exciting. Do you starve yourself or do you eat a little something before going to a buffet? I don't think you need to eat before a buffet, do you? No, but I've read stuff where they're like, oh, you should do that. And I'm like, no. They're well, like, you should do that if you don't want to overeat. I'm going to say this right now. If you don't want to overeat, don't fucking go to a buffet. Don't right. go. Say, hey, you know what? I'm kind of doing this health thing. I'm watching what I'm eating. Uh, I, I can't really go to a buffet. Maybe we can meet for coffee after. Yeah. No one goes to buffets to undereat or to eat at the normal level. You're there to plow food. But they're saying like when you go grocery shopping hungry, that's a bad idea, right? Yes. That is true. And I think it also has to do with uh, strategy. I'm still not going to do it. But if you eat a little something before uh, you go to the buffet, then you're not going to go to the buffet and be like, oh, my God, there's fries and there's potatoes. Let me get that right now. You're going to be like, oh, I can take my time because I'm not getting hangry and grab that first thing. Right. Which is a good strategy. I'm still going to do it. I still want to starve. I want to starve myself. I'm a, I feel like starving yourself and like making a night of it. Like we're making a moment of it. We yes. came in hungry or we're leaning in. You go to a buffet to lean in. You Yes. Lean into the buffet. I'm also a big fan of like, oh, I'm doing a, a, a pre-buffet workout. So mentally I can be like, well, I worked out already. Yes. That's You've a good tip. It. So then yeah. you feel a little less guilty about it. I like less that. Guilty. Also real hard to work out after a buffet. No, no one. Nothing. No one's doing anything after a buffet. No, exactly. That's, They're taking a nap. That's a great point too. And you you talked about leaning in. You got to lean into that. That there's a food coma. You're going to have a food coma. Yeah. Don't fight it. Plan for it. Yeah. Like lean into the lean into the coma and just know that that coma is going to happen. Embrace the coma. Love the coma. Love the coma, embrace it, get ready for a nap after, 
Make sure, like, you're not going somewhere where there's not going to be a bathroom. <laughs> you know? Love, that is very Lindsay that that is a part of your strategy. Yeah, you got to be ready for it. You can't go on a hike in the middle of nowhere after yep. you go to a buffet. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, you're not going to go to a movie after a buffet. You should just a go movie? home. I feel like you could do a movie, but the... I feel like a asleep. movie's not a movie without popcorn. And I feel like if you go to a movie after and then there's popcorn, like it's too much. It's too many things. I'm going to throw in about three different episodes all into this one question. Yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. Would you go to a buffet, take leftovers, bring it to the movie theater and not eat popcorn, but eat the leftover of a buffet while you watch the movie? No, I w- I'd rather have the popcorn and who brings um, food home from a buffet? <laughs> I don't know. I, there's got to be people who bring food over from a buffet. Got to. I don't even know if they allow that. This is America. I don't Do think they want. allow that. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't, ha- I don't have an answer for that. I was just yeah. curious about that. Um, but you're saying three trips... Do you feel like three trips you're getting your money's worth? It depends on it depends on what you're paying. I mean, if you go to a big Vegas one, you better be getting some good stuff because those yeah. are expensive. But sometimes buffets are really cheap, you know? Yes. If you go cheap, are you getting less than? Um, I am not the kind of person that's like, I need to get my money's worth, you know, like I need to stuff my face. I feel like I don't really care about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's give, this is a couple other, um, pro tips that I've read about that I think you'll enjoy too. Eat your favorite first. Don't save it. I think I do that. You think you eat your favorite first? I think I do that. I, I think, think I, I do don't too. fill up on the fries. I don't fill up on the rice. I go for like my favorite little tidbits and then I see where I'm at after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're, you know, you're constantly reassessing. You're constantly judging. You're constantly feeling things out while you're doing the buffet. Yeah. I'm like... I'm going to have these fun little treats and then that's how I'm getting my money's worth by getting what I really want first. Yes. And then if there's room for the rest of it, then that's like the second plate usually. Yes, exactly. That's the second plate. The second plate is for the ones where you're like, Oh, I'm not really sure if this is good or do I really want it, but I already got my main one. So I'm I'm going to, I'm going to branch out. Or if there's something in your first one that was so good, you need more. And that's typically what my second plate also consists of. Oh, this is a great topic, which I didn't think of. If you get something on your the first place that you really liked, you are going to go for it on the second plate typically, or you're not going to be like, well, let's see what else is out there. Yeah. If I really liked it and that like, and that's going to be a hundred percent something that I like, I'll get it again. So you wouldn't worry about like, oh, maybe I missed out on something. I don't have room for something else. No, not at all. I feel like if I like it, I'm doing it. Yeah. Listen, I would agree. If there's one good thing at the uh, buffet table, eat eat it three times. Yeah. Get what you like. Yeah. Would you get fried mozzarella sticks at a buffet? 
I don't think so. Would you get garlic rolls? It's the bread. Yeah. Starchy. That's yeah. tricky. You know, I would get like a little bit of that, but I, that's going to fill you up. I don't want to fill up on that. That's the problem. But what if like, what if you're looking at that garlic bread or a garlic roll and you're like, fuck, that looks good. And someone goes, oh yeah, it's like the best thing here. Are you like, fuck, okay, am I going to get like three fucking rolls? No, 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 no. You get one and then you see how it goes on the first plate. And then if you need more, you get more. That's a good point. Let yeah. me throw a, let me throw an audible on that. What and this is going to go into our next topic. What if people are recommending the garlic rolls and they're like, "You, you got to get these fucking garlic rolls. Mm-hmm. They're great." And you're like, "Okay, you get the garlic roll, but you put some meat from the carving station in it. That way, you got a little Sammy, best of both worlds." Maybe depends what else is uh, on the in the options, you know. I don't want a maybe from you. I want, hey, Kirk, that's a great idea. A carving station is not really where I'm going to spend most of my time at a buffet. Oh, okay. Let's fucking get into it. Why not? That's usually the centerpiece. Nah, it's not really my thing. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way. I'm typically like, I'm fine with it. But, but, but I want to know from you why the carving station, which is usually the thing that people go to first. I feel like that would be the last place I would go, probably. Why? Just that that's my taste. I just don't think that I would hang out over there. You don't want that. You just don't, you know, do you want meat at a buffet? Yeah, I would have meat, but I just, I don't think that the carving station, like maybe a piece, but like it's not going to be the star of the show. I think I like having lots of different options. Okay. That are like smaller options. What, in generally speaking, let's think of a, I'm going to break it down later into specific buffets, but generally speaking, what is your go-to at a buffet? Not meaning a specific food. Is it a carb? Is it, what's the thing you're most excited Um, about? I like like meats and cheeses. Like when I worked at the London, there was like a really good like salami and manchego cheese. And there was like all different types of charcuterie stuff. Mm -hmm. That was really fun to pick the charcuterie stuff. Um, I like like, if there's things like samosas and interesting dipping oh, sauces, yeah. you know, yeah. um, something like fried and fun, but that's not like a French fry. I like that. Mm-hmm. Or like, let's say a Spanakopita, whatever, however you call it, something like Spanakopita? that. But like, you know, sometimes there's just like you make a really awesome salad. It just kind of depends. Like when I go to Whole Foods, I typically make salads and I don't eat their like hot buffet stuff. Mm-hmm. I typically go for the so it's a, it's a, it just depends on where I am. Okay. Spanakopita. Let's let's get the pronunciation right. Spanakopita. Let's ask a Greek person how they feel about it. <laughs> okay. I will. I will. But no, those are good points. Those are all very good points. I did learn this from uh, celebrity chef David Chang. Just randomly uh, a couple weeks ago on his podcast, he said this about carving stations, which I found fascinating. He said, 
If you are really into carving stations and you really want to get the meat, ask for the end pieces of the roast. Mm. He says they have the most flavor because buffet chefs are in such a hurry that they don't properly season the meat. So it's Mm. uneven with the ends, though not being the desired rare or medium rare, they'll have more flavor and be less bland. Um, and better tasting than the middle piece, which is probably a little more better cooked. That makes a lot of sense. I yeah. think that that I think I like the end piece in general. Um, you don't like medium rare. I do, but yeah, there's something seasoned wise that I like about the end pieces. That's, that, yeah, that's what he's saying. Because I do like a more rare piece, but I do like the bite of the end of the meat. Um, yes. Yeah, I could see that. I I think that that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because you look at it, and if especially if you're into rare, medium rare, you'll look at the middle pieces and you're like, oh, I want that. And you'll get it and you'll be like, nah, it's kind of fucking bland. It's because they just didn't have time to season it properly. Right, And so right. the ends are the one that are going to be the most flavor. And even though in your head you're like, well, that's like medium well, it's still going to taste better. I can see that. And I think that that is a hundred percent why maybe I don't go for the meat is because the middle is kind of bland. Now that you're saying that it is like a roast kind of beef situation. It's kind of bland in the middle. Um, and then the end is tough. So yeah, maybe that's why I have, maybe that's why I don't spend so much time there. That could be it. That could be it. Wow. David Chang and I broke that reason. Hmm. That's pretty great. He and our buds. Uh, one more hack that I'm like, I would think I would like, but the more I think about it, I go, that seems weird to me. Um, this is from the internet as well. And they're suggesting take a chocolate break during the meal. This might sound a bit weird, but if you're eating lots of savory food and feeling a bit nauseous, then eating a small square of dark chocolate can get you back on track. Having something sweet, even if it's small, will help rebalance your blood sugar level and perk you up a bit for the next round. Wait a minute. (laughs) If you're feeling nauseous, keep eating. Like, I feel like if you're feeling nauseous, you just like call it, call it a wash. I think they're saying nauseous. First of all, I think a lot of people, even if they feel nauseous, are still like one more round. Wow. But that being said, I think by nauseous, maybe them and a little, a little beat up from eating all this savory food and the same flavors. Mm. And I think maybe kind of get, you know, almost like an amuse bouche, but not really because it's a piece of dark chocolate, but it's going to kick up your sugar levels and perk you up a bit. To me, I, I get it, but I don't want to do it. It seems weird to me. It, I get the logic. Of like, oh, have a little piece of chocolate. It'll change things up a bit. But I can't get over the fact that if I'm eating something sweet, the meal is done. Yeah, same. I feel exactly the same way. If I'm trying to think like if I had dark chocolate and then I was like, mm, I'm going to go back for some more meat. Yeah, <laughs> right? Or like meat would be actually like steak would not be horrible, I guess. But like. Yeah, I think it would be too weird. And I also think like if you're getting that full or nauseous, just like just slow down for a second. Take a load (laughs) off, like hang out with your friends, you know. Talk a little bit. Yeah, 
and then you'll get to that. Or again, take a lap. Take another yeah. lap and say, like, did I miss anything? Oh my God. I used to have this friend that they would go eat these like big sushi dinners and just eat, eat. And the chef would mm. just keep throwing them more and more stuff. And they would do this ab thing at the table. So I'll try to describe it. I can't like wait for sit this. straight. You put your hands up like, like to your shoulders. You kind of okay. make a fist and then with- you twist, 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 twist your body in the chair from side to side. I'm doing it. And then they would go side to side, like, but, back and forth and they would say that it like made room for more food in their stomachs (laughs) it's crazy but they used to do it it was like a joke but they did that like all the time i feel like that is something that's psychologically helping them right and it's like their fun little family thing that makes them feel better by eating more food it was just like such a weird funny little quirky thing it's awesome and again it's what we're learning is that it's all psychological it's like i want to keep eating you're doing many things there you're psychologically having fun you're psychologically kind of faking yourself and being like oh i'm digesting even though you're not really and you're also doing the thing that you just said you're taking a break i'm gonna say something kind of controversial like wow when i go to us no, when I go to buffets, like, I actually don't eat as much as I think a lot of people do because it's like, I'm taking such little bits mm-hmm. of things and I don't want to overdo it that I wind up like not really stuffing myself that much. Then I think you're doing it wrong. I feel good though when I'm done with it, you know? Yeah, but that's not the point of a buffet. The point is to feel bad. It's a buffet of sadness. Yeah, You're supposed I don't to finish know. it up with, oh, I can't believe I ate that much. Oh my God. I'm, we just even talked about it. You want to have a nap afterwards. You want to just be like comatose. That's the whole point of a buffet. I think that because I know all of those things, I make pretty good choices in the buffet department. What do you mean? Because I know I don't want to take a nap and I don't want to feel sick and I don't want to feel sluggish and I don't want to feel tired. I'm just like, I know like my limit. Well, then I think you're going into buffets with the wrong mindset. Well, that's why I said it was controversial. Like that's how I do buffets. Yeah. I mean, I don't do buffets because again, I think they're sad. But if I do a buffet, I'm going with the mindset of I'm powering down. Because that's that's the point of the buffet. If I wanted to eat light, I would go eat a salad at a cafe. Yeah, but a lot of times like a breakfast buffet is like the option mm-hmm. that you have. And if you have a full day ahead of you, like you have to like you have to be your own person and like make your own choices, you know? Why would could you be even more your own person and be like, I'm gonna go to this cafe down the block, I'll meet you later. Or you're like, no, I'm just no, gonna go that's to crazy. I'm just gonna go to the buffet. I thought that was a good solution. I guess no, not. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna make a meal out of the buffet, but it doesn't mean I have to like go crazy. But then, don't you feel like you're not because, uh, like in Vegas too, with buffets, they're at a price point that you want to eat to get your money's worth. You feel like you're getting your money's worth, or you're like, yeah, well, totally, my money's worth. I don't really care. Like I said before, I don't really care about that, but I feel like I'm not getting ripped off, you know, like I make enough choices where I don't feel like that, you know? Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. 
let's get into types of buffets. And I want to hear your thoughts on them, yay or nay, never had, do you care? And then I think we'll go and figure out which buffets are the ones you'd most like to partake in. Okay. I'm going to start off right off the bat. And I'm going to guess that you want a breakfast buffet. Um, I feel like those are more in my life. Like mm-hmm. that's the most kind of buffet that I've had, but I don't know if I like out of a lineup, if that's what I would pick as my favorite. Okay. Part of this is also the question, aside from Vegas, like a lunch buffet or a dinner buffet, I feel you like you don't see as much. I don't have a lot of experience with a dinner buffet. Either do I. So I'm wondering, is that a thing unless you're in Vegas? And for lunch, the only place I can think of uh, is like soup plantation. I think there's a lot of lunch options. I hate with soup buffets. I've never been to soup plantation. Like, for example, like, well, I guess it's not really a buffet, but something like tender greens or something. But that's not really yeah, a buffet. Yeah, that's not a buffet. That's um, not a buffet. That's like, no, like Whole I've, Foods is not a buffet. I've seen a lot of lunch options for buffets. Mm. I The thing about soup plantation, which I think is a good idea, because you're like, oh, you can get some healthy soups and there's like just a crazy salad buffet. All the dressings are hot garbage. Mm. They're just like, and you're just like, ah, like you have these really nice veggie options and and, and yeah. all the toppings. And then these, and the, the, the trashy dressings, you can't even, and then the vinaigrettes are terrible. And then you're just like, fuck, I just lost out. Like Whole Foods has amazing salad dressings and they have a great lunch buffet, hot and cold. I don't call those buffets because you're not getting, to me, a buffet is all you can eat. You're paying by the pound for those. Mm, I think there's all you can eat buffets and then there's just buffets. Hmm. No, I think there's all you can eat buffets and then there's just, I see what you're saying. But you're paying by the pound. You're not paying for the whole thing. Like a buffet is like $25.99. Yeah, but also there's a million different options and you could choose whatever you want. For all you can eat or are you talking about for the other? For for both. But for the other, again, you're not you're you're paying you're paying by the pound. So it's not really So what do you money. call that? Not a buffet? I don't know. I feel I feel like they're kind of the same thing. It's just one's all you can eat. Oh. I tend to think of a buffet in my mind as a, as an all you can eat thing. It's an all or nothing. Now You've you've worked was it was the place you worked at that was a hotel right you've worked yeah. in a hotel in New York now how are those buffets like to you do um, they seem fancier it was in L A well it was oh, okay. a very nice hotel so it was a very yeah. nice buffet it wasn't mm-hmm. like um you know eggs that they took out of a little casserole thing like it was like a really really nice mm-hmm. breakfast buffet um. There were a lot of like, there were bagels, there was salmon and cream cheese and uh, lox. I I mean, there's all sorts of, there were beautiful granolas and yogurt, different types of yogurts and stuff. So there were a lot of different options. 
And it was very um, European where it had like meats and cheeses oh, and like. Oh, like that. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. It was it's very just, like high end. It's not just bacon and egg. No, it wasn't at all. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Now, as a employee, did they let you like shifts done? Would they let you get food from the buffet? Yeah, we ate some of it. I don't know oh. if they let us, but we ate some of it. But I don't know if they wanted us Maybe to. Maybe you stole it? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever worked in a restaurant? That's what you do. Mark, yeah, I've worked at three restaurants. There's no point working in a restaurant if you can't eat or drink the li- the liquor or the food, you no, know? No, I, I get what you're saying. I just, it was just funny that from a hotel standpoint that that made me laugh. Okay. Um, let's go right to Vegas buffets. Hmm. I can't recall. I've been to Vegas multiple times. I can't recall any buffet I've been to that I've been like, holy shit. That being said, I haven't gone to those, you know, $100 all-you-can-eat buffets where it's all seafood and caviar, which I would, but uh, that I'm really eating a lot then. I'm eating over. I did. I went to one of those. Worth it? No, because it's there's so many things and so many different types of food and there's no like through line that you wind up really not eating as much as you would if you spent $100 on dinner and like got a really nice meal. Do you know what I mean? That's a great point. You're like, okay, I could just kind of hodgepodge my way through this buffet for 100 bucks, or I could go get a steak. Also, like, I don't know if I want crab legs in a buffet style. Do you know what I mean? Like Seafood buffet. Let's talk about it. I don't know. It depends on the establishment. It depends if that's what they do well and it's a nice place, 100%. But if there's a carving station and a seafood thing and granola and and it's like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, also, it's breakfast. I don't want to eat crab legs (laughs) at breakfast. Agree. Also, it's like, yeah, we have an enchilada station and now we have a potato station. So it's like like, you're going to eat the enchiladas or you're going to eat the crab legs, but then you're not getting, I don't know. You're not getting the true value. It's You're not getting the true value. I, I didn't feel like I did. Do you feel that... Going to Vegas, you have to go to a buffet to have the quote unquote Vegas experience. Or no. Like, no, I'm fine. Okay. I've been to Vegas several times and I only did that once. Okay. Yeah. And it was completely overrated and there was a huge line and it was really dumb. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it. I agree. I would agree. I'd rather just go get a meal than like get than a bomb ass from. breakfast with like some Bloody Marys, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bloody see, there's always room for Bloody Marys in the yeah, well. yeah. Lindsay, when was the last time you had a Bloody Mary? It's been a really long time. I was gonna say like several months. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I made some really nice ones when we were in Joshua Tree, and that was probably like weren't you just in Joshua January. Tree? January. It was probably like January. Oh wow. That's been a hot minute for you. Yeah, it's hard. Like, now that things are open. Wait, did I have one since things are open? I don't think I've had one. Wow. Yeah. Do you miss? Yeah, I love Bloody Marys. I know. I know. Yeah. It's part of your life. It's part of your life. Maybe this weekend will be the weekend. Let me know. I will. Take a pick. I will. Uh, a couple more. Um, 
I want to go through. Mm. Have you ever had a Chinese buffet? Uh, I'm sure I've been dragged to one kicking and screaming, but not my thing. No, it's that. Yeah, it's just a lot of like. I'll eat lo mein and rice, but like looking at Chinese food in a vat like that is just not. It's it's not conducive to uh, the. uh, It's not pleasing to the eye. We just ate Yang Chow. Have you been there? No, where's that? It's in Chinatown. Oh my God, you went to a place. Chinatown's so dead in LA these days. That's so funny. We ate in the car. We ordered to go. We ate in the car. And we had, we bought, we got like five things. I don't Mm. know. We were crazy. We got like five things. We had like three bites of everything. We were burping, farting, and wanting to like die. I was like, I feel like such hot garbage right now. Like, yeah. American Chinese food is the absolute worst. It's it's not great. Oh. It is not great. And that's what you're getting at a buffet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you're getting lots of it. And you're like, well, this isn't improving my mood. No. General question about buffets. Are you a person who gets overwhelmed with the choices or it doesn't bother you? I think I get a little overwhelmed. So I think okay. I stick with like what I think I'll like. And I don't do a lot of like, ooh, let me try that. I think I'm like... These look really good to me, and I'm going to stick with these because okay. I know, yeah. Yeah. And also feels that way in a bit where I'll just find her aimlessly wandering the buffet. <laughs> and I was like, wait, she's like, I can't, I can't decide. There's too much. She's like, yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know where to go. That's how I felt in the Vegas one. It was like too many. It was like the Asian section and then the Mexican section. It was like too many things. Yeah, Do you know I what I mean? I think there are times when buffets are like, we're going to go big or go home. And you're like, it's too much, guys. Just, Just dial re- it back. like rein it in a little. Yeah, exactly. Focus a little bit and you'll be fine. Okay. Two more. Dessert buffets. Is dessert section important to you? Um, Tread lightly, like, knowing how I feel. I like the dessert section. I find that it's usually the least uh has the least like it's the quality is not as good as the rest. I can see what you're saying. I yep. feel like they skimp out on the on the dessert sometimes, but on a cruise. Oh, dessert desserts are a little different on cruises. Some of those cruises do like some serious dessert buffets. Oh, yeah, have to dig into that. Yeah. yeah, and I can't fault buffets for like dessert not being as great as other stuff. Cause I think it's probably just hard. It's like, you got to get a baker in there and you got, how, how much can you have out? You know, yeah. you just sit there and make 30 pies. So it's right. really, it gets really hard to make desserts that way. Yeah. I get that. I once went to, no, not once, several times. There is a, a Disney buffet at Disneyland. They would go for the kids' birthdays and holy God, did I hate it. Yeah. It was just a nightmare. It's yeah. one of those, you have you put in your reservation, you got to put it in months in advance. And then you're there and you're like, hi, Pinchon's for a, a six o'clock reservation. Okay, we're not ready yet. And I'm like, well, no, I have a six o'clock reservation. And then you're waiting another 45 minutes. And it's all because it's this giant buffet, just like you said, of just too much stuff. And then- 
Disney characters walking through I know. every five minutes. I've had like a I've had <sighs> a meal at a Disney hotel before, and it's um, it kind of makes you want to die. <laughs> it does. It really, really does. And the kids, of course, they love it because you know they're kids and they're stupid. Yeah. But even to this day, they're teenagers now, and they're like, "Oh, we'd go." And I was like, why? They're like, because they remember it as, they remember it as really good food and really fun. Right, right. Well, take them and let's nix that once and for all. You know what I mean? When they start seeing screaming children everywhere, they're going to be like, get me out of town. I would do this. I would say, okay, guys, we're going to go to the Disneyland. uh, We're going to do the buffet like you guys wanted to, the character buffet. But you have to pay for it. Will you still? Uh, because That's it's probably like a hundred dollars a person, an adult. It's you know? it's fairly pricey. Yeah, yeah. Because the, all that stuff that's going on, and all the character stuff, and they're like yeah. take pictures and all this stuff. So if they want to dole out the cash for a Disney buffet, I would say we'll go. Is that what you want for your birthday this year? <laughs> My birthday already happened. God damn it! Next year. Oh, next year. No. You don't no. want to go to the Disney buffet for your birthday, Kurt? And, and have Minnie and, and, and Mickey sing me happy birthday while I Ugh. eat a chicken fingers? Horrible. It is horrible. It is horrible. All right. So obviously this buffet episode, we're not eating buffets. That's not. Yeah. We're not, we're not happening. So we're going to skip our usual how's it taste. And we're going to go right into what you eating. What you eating. We're going to close out the show as we do every show with a food recommendation. Anything you are currently obsessing over or can recommend based on today's theme. Shockingly, I have one. And it's for the dessert section. Hmm. Tell me. It's You're going to be like, what? I'm just going to say this. Brownie. Hmm. They're not going to fuck up a brownie. Like even at this Disney, there was a, the Disney uh, one. I was like, oh, there's because there's always ice cream, and then there's like yeah. little pastry stuff. And I was like, even the cookies. I was like, nah, I love cookies, but I don't know. And then I saw the brownies. I was like, I'm getting that brownie. And you mm. know what? You go boom. It's a good solid brownie. I think it's hard to fuck up a brownie yeah. at that level. They're not going to ruin it. So I think it's just a safe bet. I've never had a bad brownie at a buffet. Mm, okay, that's a good tip. Just just a safe tip. Yeah. And for those of you, you can like, great, now you can put ice cream on it or mm. whatever, sprinkle things if you're a crazy person. But just a safe, secure dessert bet is a brownie. I like that. I'm going to have our listeners like think outside the box a little bit um, next time. Well... Next time you do like a breakfast buffet, like I said, if you've ever had like a European style, some meat and cheese in the morning is real nice. And I always saw breakfast as like eggs and bacon Mm -hmm. and sausage. I know you're eyeing that like salami and cheese and you're thinking like, that's kind of weird to eat for breakfast, but there's something really nice about it and it's not too filling. So you could like nibble on some charcuterie or some cheese, um, little crackers, and it can go a long way. That is a great idea. I love that. I'm getting emotional. (laughs) Excuse me. That is such a good idea. I'm going to say, first of all, you said egg like I said egg just now. A hundred percent. You just said it. Egg, egg. You you did it. egg. 
it's this is this egg thing is getting out of hand with the family. You brought it up. That just I can't, now. no no not now. I'm oh, saying in like your I family. can't in my home. I can't say it. Like they're like seriously like. I was like, hey, uh, I was like, Ann, uh, I'm going to eat this hard boiled egg. Is that good? She's egg. like, well, what is it? And I was like, it's fucking egg. <laughs> Secondly, I've done that before, and you know where I've had that um, in Thailand. Ah, oh, so good. We were in Thailand, and at the hotel, it was it was a combination of like cheeses and and cured meats, and then all the fucking fresh pineapple and mango. Ah, oh, so good. Oh, it's such a good buffet thing. I know. I never really thought about it, and then Kelly and I went to South Africa together, and there was a buffet that had like meats and cheeses and charcuterie, and I was like, oh, I don't really eat that for breakfast, and Kelly mm. was like. Get into it. And then when we worked at the London, that's what the breakfast was. And they had all this other stuff, but they had this beautiful section and it's just so good. Yeah. It's a great, different, definitely outside of the box way to eat breakfast. Highly recommend it. And I love that you brought up charcuterie because right now we're going to hype next week's episode. Yes. It's a very special episode. We're going to be together in Yay. the same room yes. for the first time. In the history of I know. I'm going now, over to your house. Coming over to my house to eat charcuterie. I'm so excited. I can't wait for you to be here. It's going to be loads of fun. For Not counting our uh, Indian episode where we were outside and eating yeah. Indian food. This is the first time that we will be together in a room. Yes. Eating a lot of charcuterie and talking about your time in a girl group. I know. I hope I don't disappoint. I don't have that many stories. You're going to, as I've said, I said before we got on the air, you have to, you have two jobs. You have one week to do two jobs. Be talkative, be hungry. I okay. think you can do those. I can do it. I can I do it. I think you're really good at both of those. I can do it. I'm really excited to eat, to be honest. So... If I have to talk, I can do it. You, with the, Yes, you have to talk. It's a fucking podcast. I love charcuterie so much. I'm so excited. This is going to be a very special charcuterie. There's going to be a lot of questions I'm going to ask about Girl Group. We're also going to be talking about charcuterie. So be prepared. It's a very Yay. special episode. Yeah. And that's our show. You can find Food Fight anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like our show, please subscribe, please share, please tell your friends, and please leave us a review, whether you use Apple Podcasts to listen to us or you don't, but you do have an Apple ID and it's convenient for you to do so. Please go give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or you can reach out to Lindsay at... Lindsay Gentile on Instagram. And if you like even more food content, go ahead and follow our Yummy page on Facebook as well as Yummy on Instagram. And if you have a question, comment, or just want to tell us how wrong we are, send us an email at foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com and we will read it on the air. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.